0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing and supporting by giving at TLCkcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. What I want to share with you tonight is really it's pertinent to any relationship and particularly the relationships we have within the body of Christ. So, this is going to pertain to us all. There is a message as far as marriages, and I will mention that, but take, don't worry, you will find something in here for you. And when we wrap it up, I think it will pertain to the body. And we did not communicate, but what's funny is Sister Andrea was talking about planting things growing in a field, and mine, I'm going to share with you tonight what I've entitled. Don't chop down the fruit trees. So we, uh, we're, we're kind of with the same vibe there. And I'm going to share with you the most unlikely of texts on a relational lesson, and that is Deuteronomy chapter 20, starting verse 19, verses 19 and 20. So bear with me. We're getting there, okay? And I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. When you mount an attack on a town, and the siege goes on a long time. Don't start cutting down the trees, swinging your axes against them. Those trees are your future food. Don't cut them down. Are trees soldiers who come against you with weapons? The exception can be those trees which don't produce food. You can chop them down and use the timbers to build siege engines against the town that is resisting you until it falls. You know, I, I uh, several months ago, Pastor Justin, he looked at me, he said, Brother Mike, you know, we were talking about something. And he said, you need to start writing down things that God is sharing to you as you're spending time in the word. And so I took that to heart and I put a... a uh, a journal with my Bible. And as things would come and this came directly out of one of those times as I was reading in the book of Deuteronomy, this hit me and I saw an application there that I think will bless you. Now let's talk about siege warfare just a little bit so we understand the context of this. Siege warfare is is pretty much when an army surrounds a city. Usually in the ancient world, it was a walled city if you want to think of a picture think of the the story of the the battle of jericho where the nation of israel came and surrounded the city-state of of jericho surrounded its walls now that was a short siege it lasted seven days and god allowed that wall to fall and and the siege ended but most siege warfare could last for weeks it could last for months And in some cases, there have been times in history that have lasted longer than a year. Um, The example being Masada. If you're familiar with Masada, where the Romans encamped around uh, a uh, fortress in the desert there in the Holy Land, and a siege lasted a very long time. It was only broken when the Romans built this earthen ramp uh, to get up to the top of this mountain, And when they did, to this day, you can go there and see that earthen ramp that the Romans built 2,000 years ago. So, sieges have made their place in history. Now, sieges in the ancient world were some of the most devastating warfare because when when a siege happened, it would wipe out a city it would devastate the population because there was death from it, and usually by starvation. There's a siege mentioned in the Old Testament where people were starving and they were eating the horses and anything else that can people, anything they could get a hold of, people were starving. And so sieges can be very devastating to a, a city. So when a sieging army surrounded a city. The problem was, because this was a long, drawn-out affair, armies have to be fed; They have to be clothed. They had to have shelter. All of these things were important, and that, for a long period of time, they would have to pull food from the surrounding area. And after a while, that food could become depleted when they needed to build things to continue the siege like ladders or at some points in time in history, they used catapults or whatever they were doing. They would use the timber and the woods and the trees surrounding the city. And that was another reason why sieges were so devastating, because it would just deplete these areas of all their resources. God was giving, in all of this, God was giving the nation of Israel a practical bit of advice. And he said, when you're going to practice a siege, I want you to keep in mind that there are going to be fruit trees that are going to be in that area. That, and, and what God was saying was, one of these days, that siege is going to end and the battle's going to be done. And when that happens, you are going to be victorious. And when that time comes, you're going to need those fruit trees. Because you've just waged a battle, you're going to need food for sustenance. You're going to inhabit that land. You're going to need that food to nurture and to feed you. And you're going to have battle scars. You're going to have injuries. You're going to be exhausted from the battle. That food is going to nurture you, build you, give you nutrition so that you can heal and get back to where you should be. Food is necessary for it, and God was providing for his people with a practical bit of advice. Now, that's all very interesting, but I really doubt we're going to be waging siege warfare. The Life Church is not going to amass an army, and we're going to go attack somewhere. It's not going to happen. However, I see this as a metaphor for life. And this is a life lesson that I I witnessed when I saw this connection. I thought, I see this happening so much in life. We all have warfare in our life. Can you relate to that? We all have battles we we fight through. We all have things that we have to weather in life. And if you haven't, just wait, it's coming. It's going to hit you. You're going to have battles in life. And many of these we weather through. But the interesting thing here that I'm going to make a connection that this is a metaphor for is a siege warfare. Do you know a siege was long and drawn out? It wasn't active fighting every single day. It was a waiting game. It was a, a really a test of who had the best resources, who had the most food, who could last the longest. That was going to be the victor. And I know many of the battles that I've waged in my life were not easily won. They were not quickly won. And sometimes I just had to last and persevere. The New Testament, Paul writes and says, having done all then just to stand. And sometimes we wage a warfare that the best we can do is just survive. And we're going to hold on to our resources. God has provided for us in the warfare of our life, fruit trees, that when the war is over and the battle is won and we persevered, there are fruit trees in our life that are there for our healing to recoup. It's there for our nurturing and our feeding. What are those? Well, one of the most obvious things I think of is in marriage we as a family, marriage and family, we have each other as a family, and God has provided your spouse for you, that when you weather the war and you weather the storm, your spouse is there for you as you go through it, and as you emerge on the other side, they're there for your nurturing and for your enrichment. Um, I see this, uh, families, I see this in the body of Christ, we have fruit trees within the body of Christ. There are people that are placed in your life that you would never have met had you not been a part of this church. There are friendships and relationships you developed. And I don't know about you, but there are certain people, I love you all, but when there are times of my life that come up and I want prayers, there are certain people I go to that I know God placed in my life, that I love the words that they say. I love what they put into my life, and I trust their prayers because they know me. And those are my fruit trees in my life. But unfortunately, battles take a toll in some people's lives, and they do not heed this advice. And in the, during the war, they sacrifice the fruit trees that God has provided for them. We see this in marriages. Marriages go through difficult times. One thing that I see in my field families with special needs children have a higher rate of divorce. Why is that? Because it's a war. It's a very difficult thing they're battling. They have trials and storms they're facing because of the special needs of a child. And many of them chop down the fruit tree that was given to them, their spouse, to rely on for strength and nurturing and healing. And they eliminate that fruit tree. Families are divided. And when they go through trouble, they go through trial, they say things, they may say hurtful things. And in the process, they sever relationships with people that were placed in their life to build them up and to support them. And they chop down that fruit tree. And then the most sad thing of all that I have witnessed again and again, being in church these several decades of my life, I have witnessed a phenomenon that I just have to scratch my head at. I do not understand it. People who go through problems in life, not related to church, but in their personal lives, they go through storms and trials. And the next thing you know, I say, where is so-and-so? What happened to them? Well, they're facing a lot of problems in life. And they quit coming to church. And the first thing I think of, they've chopped down... They're fruit trees. The body of Christ is here to help them, to nurture them, to heal them. And they sever those fruit trees in their life. It is a sad thing. It is sad. And the very thing that could pull them through the trials of their life, they have turned loose. I, there is there's something that in warfare they call friendly fire. And I think that pertains in, to this, where in the heat of a battle, um, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're in a battle rage. These soldiers are in a battle rage. And they're so hyped up in the heat of battle that they strike out to fight and they mistakenly strike down someone next to them. And that's, that's what we see so often in our relationships and in the things that we see in life we often mistakenly, while we're fighting a battle, injure those that are there next to us to try and support and protect us. And yet we injure and wound. There are times that within the body of Christ that unfortunately we hurt each other's feelings. We say something that's not right. Maybe we get angry and say something to someone within the four walls of this church. And it harms us and it hurts us. What we do not want to do in that time is throw what they the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. We don't want to chuck all of church just because someone hurt us or there was something that occurred of conflict. We need to understand the body of Christ there as a whole is provided for you, for your fruit tree, for your support. And just because you may have a storm to weather interpersonally with people does not mean you want to sever the fruit tree of the body of Christ. It is so important. Let me read for you and and just kind of skim 1 Corinthians chapter 12, because Paul talks about this in the context of the body of Christ. He said, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. So, as there are many parts, there's one body. If I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And so there should be no division in the body, Paul says, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. And this is the part I want to get to. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. We need the body. We need the fruit trees that God has placed in our life. And as I conclude, I want us to stand together. We need to protect those fruit trees. We need to protect one another. God said, don't harm those fruit trees. They're going to be there for you. They're going to live and be there for you. But in the heat of battle, we've got to make sure that those trees are protected in our life. Look around you. There's fruit trees here tonight. Look around you in your home. There's fruit trees God has given you in your homes. The relationships that we have within our families, they're placed there for our support, our edification. We need to protect them. Don't lash out at them. Don't cut them down when you are hurting guard and protect them. I want to open this altar right now. I want us to be the body of Christ tonight. Maybe tonight there is something that you're weathering that you're going through and you need to be ministered to. I just want us to take a time. We want to take a few minutes and I just want us to share with one another in prayer Spend time praying, but then I want you to lift your eyes up and look around. And I want you to find someone that means something to you. That's another member of the body of Christ. And I want you to minister one to another. Let's take a few minutes for that. Let's pray one with another and let's be the body tonight. Let's exercise that. Protect one another.